What is it about this particular movie, The Grumpy Old Men? Is it because it's Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau? Is it because of it's it's those grumpy old men? Or is it because it's the grumpy old men? We all have them in our lives. The crotchety, sometimes inappropriate, sometimes super inappropriate grumpy old men. Maybe it's your grandpa. Maybe it's your great old uncle. Maybe it's that weird dude down the street. But there's something still charming about them. And this movie kind of nails the charminess in with the grumpiness. And I think it's because it's the Jack Lemmon and the Walter Matthau, but it's also the universality because we all have a Jack Lemmon or a Walter Matthau in our life. And if you don't have one, go find one. Go 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 down the street. Go find yourself a Jack Lemmon, a Walter Matthau. They'll be real nice to you, I promise. Or maybe they'll stick a fish in your car. But either way, today it's Grumpy Old Men. Hey, welcome to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. Sitting across from me is my best friend, Kelly Song. Sitting across from me is my best friend, Ryan Grobs. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, it's it's a special episode today. What number are we on, actually? Happy New Year! Happy birthday! Wait, who am I? Happy birthday! Your son? No, I'm the snowman from Frost the Snowman. He oh, wakes that's up right. and he's like, Happy, Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Oh, we didn't get quite to 150. 146 is this episode. Uh, uh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. This is our last episode for a bit. Mm-hmm. We're not winding down. Don't worry. <laughs> My We're wife taking... was like, "Tell Ryan that you, you got to make it clear that you're not you're not going to go f- by forever." We're going on a hiatus, uh, hiatus. because we're going to go make a movie. Right. is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we need some time to get that right. Yeah, so we need to go focus on it. So yeah, this is our. Our season finale. Yeah, let's, let's season put it that finale. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, to mark the occasion, I got this um, brut. It's not champagne because it's not the. It's not from the land of champagne. Yeah, you know, you know how we we had all those Christmas movies from Britain, and it's like because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas, we and this get one, drunk. This one's because it's New Year's. Because it's it, it is New Year's. Yeah, uh, this day. This is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Um, you y'all are hungover. Here's and, a little bit of the hair of the dog. Yeah. Here's a little bit of a kiss of the rom-com that, that, or this is a, this is alcohol. <laughs> you. Oh, okay. You're, you're going to open that right over. Come on. Hold it's on. fine. It's okay. fine. I Are just you? want them to hear. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when we have champagne at families, you must deal with this where yeah. they're like, be careful. And it's like, I'm a trained professional. Oh, I was a server. I was like, there's, there's so much th- that I will be doing. Don't on. you worry. Before you pop that, I just want to make it clear. I have faith in you. I just worry about your electronics. Oh yeah. No, I'm, okay. it's cool. Okay. It's good. It's not like I shook it up like a quarterback. Oh <laughs> yeah. I saw you cringing. The tension was palpable. I saw you cringing. I, how I have never had a champagne like explode on me. Oh, no, neither have I. That, and what were you so worried about? I wasn't worried about it. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> it just took you a long time. Well, that's the point. You got it low and slow, baby. So, sorry, which which bubbly is this? This is a brute. I know, but, you know, we might as well get a sponsorship today. Oh, it's, it's Safeway's finest. Got it on sale. Sato Saint Michel? Domain Saint Michel from the Columbia Valley. That's, yeah. Um, the bottling is right near your old place in Sammamish. It, oh my goodness. I mean it's nearby. It's not in Sammamish, but here's your bubbles. Okay. Clink. 
Uh, clinky. Mm. I feel bubbly. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. I am now ready. Actually, Ryan, have you seen this movie before? Yeah. The movie that we're talking about today. Didn't we watch it together? Probably. This yeah. is we Today we are reviewing for our Not Quite a Rom-Com, Grumpy Old Men, 1993s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean... Did I show you this movie? I feel like you did because, like, when I was starting this movie, I was like, having a heat wave. A tropical heat tropical wave. heat wave. I think you are the Walter Matthau of the two of us. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> Morning, dickhead. Hello, moron. What are you, uh. Never mind, never mind. Just forget it. Who's your guy yakking at your door? Just mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business. Why don't you tie your shoelace? You'll oh, fall on your up. stupid head. Having a heat wave here. We're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Uh, directed by Donald Petrie, who also directed one of our favorite movies of all time, Mystic, Mystic Pizza. Pizza. Miss Congeniality and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Look at that known for on IMDb, the four movies that like define all eras of rom-coms. Okay, what's crazy about these is that Mystic Pizza is the lowest rated of all of them. Malarkey. That is crazy. <laughs> those it's are rookie numbers. We got to get those numbers up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, go sign up to IMDb right now. Mm-hmm. Rate Mystic Pizza a 10. Let's get it up there. Yeah, so uh, why don't I just tell you a story? Great. Ryan's drunk already. Tell me a story, Turk. Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. Ask about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. Having a heat wave, <laughs> tropical heat wave. Mm. So, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, let's get hard data on this. How many movies were I'm gonna Jack make a guess. Lemon and Walter Matthau? Yeah, this what's can, your guess? This can be uh, our game. I'm going to say two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to say six. Okay, six. No, it was eight. So you're pretty close. <sighs> oh, I don't know what the Price is Right rules. Does that mean you lost or you kind of won? Oh, you I won. Uh, I mean, nobody you can't else. Go over. I won no matter what because I'm the only okay. one playing. But you're not allowed to go over, right? Correct, you can all. Yeah. Okay, so you're good. You're good because they had the one in the '90s where their kids were getting married. Yep. Uh, um, that was out out to sea, maybe. No, that's a two? different one. The odd I think the odd two? couple too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out to sea was the bad one where they're on the boat. Yeah, let's see. Keep going. How many of you heard? Like, name them. Okay, so odd couple, odd couple two, out to sea, grumpy old men, grumpier old men. Um. Oh, okay. They were technically in 10. They were featured in 10, co-starred, like they double-headed eight. They were featured in 10. Wait, so, what, is, like, what does featured mean then? Like, like we're, they had we're just roles. Like, oh, we're in the background Like if here. he's in a scene, it counts as a movie that has both Jack oh, okay. Lemmon and Walt. There's, I mean, there's a podcast right there of like, it's the Lemon and Mathow podcast and we're going to do all Lemon movies and all Mathows. And you wouldn't and, have to try that hard at the title because it's like odd coupling. Yeah. Ta-da. Dumb. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to see this movie, the front page, Ooh. which is actually the basis of His Girl Friday. And so... Wait, it's... Bef- so front page was a play okay. and then it was a movie and then they remade the movie and called it His Girl Friday and they gender swapped one of the roles. And so it's two guys. Really? And so then they made it a guy and a girl. 
But but the the front page that starred Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon was not made before his Girl Friday, was it? No, it was made after. So this is a remake like, yeah, they of were, another film. They would have been too young at that point. It was a remake of the original. It's so weird because I can't think of them as too young. I know. Because they're so old, but they are not as old as Cary Grant. I can't, yeah, I can't picture Walter Matthau as a young man. I can with Jack Lemmon because, <laughs> yeah, because of The Apartment. The apartment. Um, and other, other great Jack Lemmon films. Have you noticed how much like this movie, just by virtue of like our, our actors and by virtue of the director are connected to so many other movies that we've done this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because we did the apartment. Um, do we do, uh, what's the one? Some like it hot. Was that this year too? I think mm. it was. Yeah. That was uh, the summer. Uh, no, eh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, grumpy old men, right. Is who we will, are destined to become basically yeah <laughs> jack lemon and walter Matthau, just to set it up they're neighbors and they, they were friends but now they hate but each they other, hate each they're other. Crumfield men. and they've lived in this town all their lives yeah and wabasha like, <laughs> wabasha was wisconsin yeah i think it's yeah, wisconsin. wisconsin it feels like wisconsin it's cold and, and snowy yeah and they have a nice just old rivalry with each other Right. And I, I mean, the whole movie opens up just beautifully 90s where it's a montage, but it lets us get to know a place. It's not like we're we're getting to know a place for no reason just to tell us we're in a small city. Yeah. But it's like the music of Wabasha, the look of it, the like we just we get a feeling for who the people are that live in this kind of place. Feels like Spokane. It does. It it feels like a just slightly smaller Spokane. Yeah. Yeah. So we meet uh, Jack Lemon, John Gustafson, and we our first uh, introduction to John is he's running away from the IRS agent played by Buck Henry, who's oh, at his yeah. door. Gosh, Buck Henry! <laughs> <laughs> and history's that guy. <laughs> there, there's like a shot where Jack Lemon is like shimmying down his like his roof. It's him. It's him. And I'm like, I know. look at you go. I mean, he's a comedian, right? Yeah. He's he's not quite a Buster Keaton, but he can move. I mean. From a production point of view, it's like you want Jack Lemon to do what now? And he's like, "It's fine, it's fine, it's fine." I'll we do have it. eight feet of snow down here for him to fall into. Yeah, I got real nervous watching him go. I'm like, I know he can't fall because he didn't die during the production of this movie. Imagine but I'm being nervous. the AD trying to walk up to Jack Lemon and be like, uh, "We actually want a stunt guy," and he's like, "Get away from me if you don't want to lose your hand." Yeah, Sonny. seriously. Uh, so Jack Lemon successfully runs away and runs into Walter Matthau, and we get they they hate each other a bit, but. Only to the point where Walter Walter Matthau's not going to sell him out. Right. Because they run into Buck Henry. But he'll insult him yeah. to Buck Henry. He's like, he goes to those male strip clubs. <laughs> and it's such, oh, yes. <laughs> it's such old man stuff. Yeah. like and, and it's great because Jack Lemmon was also in like one of the preeminent, like, new wave, we're going to look at sexuality movies yeah, way back yeah, when. Yeah. And so having a couple old men from Wisconsin be old men yeah. from Wisconsin, knowing that Jack Lemon was who Jack Lemon was is Fantastic. just great. Yeah. Uh, their lives are filled with ice fishing, which is, I can get behind ice fishing. Like I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather go ice fishing than normal fishing. Are you, which seems kind of crazy because that means you have to be more uncomfortable because you have to be cold the whole time. I mean, if you got a like, you can have. Hmm, but I, I would have to have that cool ice hut 
And like Martin Crane would have to be there. Yeah, Marty Crane. You know? Yeah, and you'd have to like, you definitely have to have some kind of liquor. But also, I wonder if you could have a space heater in a way that wouldn't like melt the ice. Yeah. But I would be totally. Heat rises. So as long as you keep it high enough. I'd be good with bundling up in my little. My little place. What's your ice hut activity while you're waiting to catch a fish? I would have to have some kind of live stream on, like someone's, like I'm watching a video game live stream like a on Twitch? YouTube. Yeah, like that's just like someone's playing N64 Man, I, all day, I, and I'm I just holding I my envy fish your in, internet connection, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you gotta have you gotta have 5G out there. That's yeah, the only way you gotta to get do a it. hot spot. Yeah, but not too hot because yeah. you're on the ice. Well. This is there's something about this movie where it's like, oh, my grandpa was like that. I think everyone watching this, like, yeah, my grandpa was like that. Where it's like, he's got the old record player right, and he hasn't yeah. replaced it in decades, and, and he's, he's been he's, making it work. He's listening to like uh, Jack Lemmon's listening to opera, and I think Walter Matthau's watching like hockey. Yeah, or on something. that shitty TV. Yeah, I love. We meet Walter Matthau and what his life is like. He's got like five TVs in his house. I'm like, my man. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, he never quite seems to know or like what he's watching, but he's like, this is what I do. Yeah, and so we learned that he was a TV repairman in his life. This is this is exactly why you are Walter Matthau. Yeah, and I am like Jack Lemon is like this history teacher, and he's playing chess with himself. And yeah, I am Jack Lemon, and I also like cooking and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's just like, like the the contrast of these two characters and why they're also potentially good friends. I was just like, this is Ryan and Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily we never let a woman get between us yet. Yet. <laughs> Sarah's like the fuck. No. Robin's like the fuck. <laughs> uh, and we also meet Jack Lemon's dad played by Burgess Meredith. Oh who's my god, Dirty old bird. Okay. So the dirty old bird character, I'm usually kind of annoyed with. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You're a dirty old man. Yeah. But, I'm here for him. I believe him. Sarah was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she, I don't know. She hated him. What about you? I loved him. Yeah. I, and I'm like, what? He's a dirty old man. <laughs> like, like there are a lot of dirty old men that just feel dirty for the sake of being dirty. But this guy, there's something about him where I'm like, you've been through the shit. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you here? Someone moved into the Clickner place. Woman. A woman? Yeah. Did you mount her? Oh, Dad. No, no, one minute. She got big thighs. No. No? Then what's the problem? If I was a young fella like you, I'd be mounting every woman in Wabasha. And we also meet Jack Lemmon's daughter, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah coming in. With her second appearance on the podcast today. She, she's got the, there's not enough like contemporary romances with Daryl Hannah because she's usually in Blade Runner or Splash. She's doing some kind of sci-fi fantasy um, romance Uh for us, but seeing her in this domestic drama. Right. I mean, she's in the most domestic drama of it (laughs) because her, she's on break from her husband right now. Played by Christopher McDonald, AKA Shooter McGavin, AKA, um, He's Uncle Capulet. Uh, yeah, he's he's a Capulet and Rosaline, Rosaline, Rosaline. Is he? Yeah, he's, oh. he's Mr. Capulet. Like oh. remember I was telling you, it's yeah, that's right. Shooter McGavin and Bradley Whitford. That's right, and they're in the same movie. No and Bradley Whitford here. I'm sorry. No, but who do we have as Walter Matthau's son? Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock, man of many voices. I love him so much. You got it, Ryan. You got to watch Marvelous Miss Maisel sometime in the next couple of okay. months because he's in it. He's great. Okay. Uh, Kevin Pollock is also, all I'm going to say is Kevin Pollock is in Willow, the movie yes. Willow. Mm-hmm. And he is. 
you're going to watch Willow. Yeah, I'm very excited. You're not going to realize who he is until you get to a point you're like, oh my God, that's Kevin Is he one of the babies? One of the kids? No, no, but he's got a role in Willow that is out of this world. He's an alien. No. Okay. Because it's fantasy. But it's weird. Okay. Um, So that's basically our cast of characters. Mm -hmm. Um, They also got um, a friend. um, Ozzie Davis. Oh my gosh. Ozzie Davis. He's got the fish shop. This... This movie is so well populated yeah. by just like those guys. Yeah. I love him. He's like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. And, you know, he he's like that classic flannel wearing shopkeep who mm-hmm. also goes to the VFW. Yeah. He's like all of my grandpa's best friends. Oh, yeah. You know, I love that guy. So that's our world. Yeah. And like the dynamic is Daryl Hannah and Kevin Pollock knew each other from school. Right. And they're like, yo, and. Daryl Hannah flirts with him, yeah. and Kevin Pollock's like, "Oh my God, Daryl Hannah's flirting with me." I mean, uh, I get it. I get <laughs> That's it. Kevin exactly Pollock. how I would react. And he's running for mayor. He's trying to be respectable. And there's this uh, great scene between Kevin Pollock and Jack Lemon. And right. Kevin Pollock's like, "Jack Lemon, stop being such a dick to my dad. I know my dad's being a dick to you, but can you guys so, cool yeah, somebody it? has to? N- yeah, you cool you're it. you're a grown up, and it's like, eh, okay. He's like, well, will you put my sign in your yard? He's like, of course. Like Jack Lemon is so supportive of Walter Matthau's son, right? Because it's they're both good guys. They just like this movie is about not being able to let things go. It's and, such a petty rivalry. Yeah, what that limits you from is having a good friendship. Yeah, but what what remains and what's heartwarming is like at least they are still supporting each other. Right, and even though Walter Matthau is of course going to support his son, like when he pushes Kevin Pollock to be like, hey, I, I hear that. You know, Daryl Hannah's, you know, single. Uh-huh. Maybe you should go after her. Yeah. It's like you're being a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like and he doesn't mind becoming part of the family. He just hates Jack Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're calling each other putzes and schmucks and they're like, What's up, dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, dickhead? And throwing, you know, fish in each other's oh man car. The the whole oh. the whole movie begins as kind of a shtick fest. Yeah, and Jack one of Jack Lemon's early like fuck yous is that he puts a fish in a truck and i have not i've only gone fishing once but oh, even really? i even i know i'm like oh dude so i i come from a long line of fishers yeah fishermen yeah and women fishermen people is it is it fishermen or fishermen 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 okay um and i so i grew up fishing i don't fish these days uh, it's not my thing but mm-hmm. like i go read while others fish that's <laughs> well i bet uh, you'd love that that's what i would do yeah yeah um, but yeah, it's a uh, old fish don't smell good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Walter Matthau, when he discovers the steak, he's like, oh, argh. his, his PU face yeah. is classic. He's amazing. And he also has the best like yeah. faces. No! <laughs> his, his like, um, like, okay. So there, there's, there's a, a a love story in here, right? Yeah, what and, sets everything off is that Anne Margaret moves to town. Right. And she is a breath of fresh air, not only for Wisconsin in the cold winter, but, but also a, for these two old men. And she's a babe. Whew! Yeah. She's she's probably what, I don't know. I think she's in her six to ten years younger than them. Easily. I think she's in her fifties. And then their sixties. Yeah, I think she's slightly older than Kevin Pollock, basically. Like, no, oh, she's got to be. Not slightly older. Older than Kevin Pollock, but much younger than Jack Lemmon. Not much younger. Well, not I would much say younger. 10, 10 years at the top. Yeah, yeah, let's say that. 
Oh, they they removed her birthday from IMDb. Interesting. Oh, come now. <laughs> we can we can deduce, given that she was but a love interest she, of Jack Nicholson she, and such she, things. She's one of the though she's one of the sex symbols of her time. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And um, she's one of the, the sex symbols for them. Yeah. They, they're like looking through their windows like a, a couple of Garfield cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, when she comes to town, she just like is is like these people are used to having, you know, their chicken boiled and put on the plate with some salt on it. Right. And she's like, what about some freaking paprika up in yeah. here, guys? Let's throw some, some lemon and guacamole some, on some, that, you know. Italian seasoning like they see her she's got like a hot tub and she like goes and shimmies into the snow for a second and goes have you back ever done this tub. no but I understand that it's wild I, I've, I've definitely done it and oh boy yeah you feel you feel like the king of the world when you do it if Anne Margaret in her like element is asking me to join her I'll join you gotta her say yes yeah um, so they're too afraid though yeah they're both t- way too shy even though she comes over and she like she hunts Jack Lemon. Yeah, she's a manhunter. Yeah, she like comes over and she's like comes in the middle of the night uh, as he's trying to sneak out of the house because he thinks that she's the IRS. Yeah, and then she comes in and uses his bathroom in such a power move. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna go upstairs and use your bathroom, and he's like, "Oh, is yours not working?" She's like, "No, no, I just wanted to use your bathroom." She's such an eccentric. Yeah, she's Kelly. She's you. <laughs> I could see myself. When I become one day, when you're an older woman in the suburbs, so much is per- more permissible when you're old. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm going to be an older woman in you. the suburbs one that's, day. That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm <laughs> drinking my white wine right now. I'm ready. That's not a joke. Like I, I sincerely think that's a that would be a good life for you. <laughs> I, I do think it's a great power move. Though, yeah, right. It's like I'm going to get to know you. There's nothing you can do about it. And the and the reason why is because I'm so charming. Mm-hmm. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't fault Anne Margaret one bit. No, no, he can't be mad at her. I I do like how he asked her to leave though, because she's like, "Would you like me to leave?" And he's like, "No, no, yes, <laughs> yes, get out, please." He Jack Lemon has the best elocution. He he's does so good. He's so good at being. What are you doing in my house? <laughs> um. So it's at this point in time I want to bring up uh, Robin's Robin's comment in the oh, movie because okay. at, at certain points in time Anne Margaret is going back and forth between you know hanging out with Jack Lemon or Walter Matthau mm-hmm. you know or um, Ozzy Davis Ozzy Davis and she's just like between between our two main characters she was like okay I could see being attracted to Jack Lemon. I don't think I could for Walter <laughs> Matthau. And I you know, Walter Matthau is definitely somebody's type, but he he does have a hound doggy look to him, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I I I have a feeling that I'll someday look and be Walter Matthau, and I'm totally okay with that. You're, I don't need to be Jack Lemon. No, okay. So Ryan if any of you don't know what Ryan looks like, if Walter Matthau is a hound dog, Ryan is an owl. He's got uh, more respectability to him. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, hopefully, I'll have, I'll have the cowl of the owl, like a Batman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got got to have some kind of like distinguishing feature, right? What is a cowl to you, Ryan? I don't know. If I'm old, <laughs> I want to have a look, a respectable look. I think you just need to wear like a like broad shoulder jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you can pull it off. That'll win Anne Margaret over. 
You won't need to. You, ha- you have your own ad, Margaret. I, I Upstairs think, right now. I think it's... Ooh, yeah. Um, thank you for reminding me. She just me. needs a let's, red wig. Let's end this episode. <laughs> uh, but I think what Walter Matthau's got is confidence. Because I think he's more confident than Jack Lemmon is. Yeah. And, and the reason why Jack is unconfident, we find out, is twofold. One, because he is poor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not that he's... he's that's my cat. <laughs> Shut up. Um, you putts. Uh, it's it's not that he's necessarily poor. It's he has money trouble, troubles. Basically, they accidentally did something wrong on their taxes, and they would have owed $13,000, but he actually owes the IRS, because of late fees, $56,000, mm-hmm. which is bogus. Stupid. <laughs> really dumb. So, um, what... That there's that, but then we find out later on in the movie that he and Walter Matthau basically fought over a woman in the mm-hmm. past, and Jack Lemon won, and they got married, and she was not super faithful. It right. seems like there was we, troubles. There were troubles <laughs> at one point in time, and it's not that it doesn't seem like Jack Lemon is super sour about it, but it seems like he has just a little bit of fear jumping back into that pool. There's some insecurity that's still fresh wound on him. I mean, it turned out all's well that ends well. They both had marriages, you know? Yeah. And like, there's this one very important line because later on they end up fighting the two of them. And, uh, Walter Matthau is like, you stole from me. <laughs> and Jack Lemon's like, uh, y- you got Anne, and Anne was a hell of a lot better of a woman than my wife. Right. And Walter Matthau's like, damn right. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And and you you can see that this rivalry is based off of like a tinged ego, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Like it's literally just that. And Walter Matthau can't let it go. And Jack Lemon, since Walter Matthau can't let it go, Jack Lemon can't let whatever he's got go yeah and it just these these guys are such relatable grandpas like i feel like we all have those grandma or grandpa people in our life where it's like can you can my, you just let it go please my grandma's got this with her um her two sisters where <laughs> like she whenever they're brought up like she's like got this look on her like them <laughs> and she's she's such a emily gilmore about it and it's like <laughs> Gran, it's fine. You can just have dinner with them. And she's like, if I must. And it's like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah, seriously. And that's that's these guys. But let's let's get into the like how the romance starts. So basically, she starts. She starts. I can't remember. She stoop. She's kind of. Does she start stooping Walter Matthau first? She doesn't then- stoop anybody first. She she sups. Um, Jack Lemon, yeah, and then uh, but he's too bashful. They're they're all too bashful. But then Ozzy Davis goes out with her, yeah, and he has he has a date, but they don't get busy. Yeah, like he's just like I had a fantastic date. It feels like I'm more alive, and that's great and all. And then he dies. Yeah, he like he he over. was ecstatic to death. Yeah, and then Walter Matthau goes over the next night. He right. plucks his courage up. And he's such a doof because he's like, there's a fish in your television. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, that's a little art piece. He's like, I can fix it for you. <laughs> she's like, no, no, that's cool. And there, there is an extended like 30 second sequence of Walter Matthau checking out a, a statue of her ex-husband's penis. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, huh. 
Huh. <laughs> and comedy gold in my yeah, mind. He's amazing. And you know, they don't necessarily hit it off super much and he comes over again wanting to or no no, it's it's the end of their date. She's like, "And we're going to be good friends." And he's like, "Friends is good. Friends is good." But he's he's old enough and stupid enough to think I've still got a chance. Yeah. Like I always was relating to Walter Matthau throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, how would I play that? Pretty similar to that of just like, uh, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> you're the Lloyd Christmas of this movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so then I can't remember what Jack Lemon does to seal the deal. Well, so what, I mean, they don't seal the deal right away. What happens is she shows up at like. She keeps showing up to Jack Lemon. She shows up to Jack Lemon's house, but first, oh, Something does happen because they do do the deed well, later on. Okay, hold on. First off, Walt, Walter Matthau's got this duck uh, fishing pole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he loses it. And um, him, his noise when he loses it, the... <laughs> but then um, uh, Jack Lemmon finds it. It's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to set that aside. Mm-hmm. And then after it doesn't work out with Walter Matthau, uh, she... And Jack Lemon end up having this date where she sneaks into his house and starts cooking him dinner. Oh, right. And she's like cooking him peppers and stuff. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I can't have to kill me. He's like, that'll keep me up all night. And she's like, that's what I had in mind. And I was like, oh, I don't think those two things are what you want to go together. You don't want gastrointestinal (laughs) problems while you're making love. There's times when we're going out to dinner and I'm like about to order something and Sarah's like looking at me just like, no. Heavy cheese? No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Well, no to that. Luckily, that's just like them. They just have a long conversation that night. I I thought they... No, no, that's later. I guess that's the next night. Because yeah. the, there is a night where she's like, it's time to go to bed. He's like, all right, good, good night. That's, she's like, no, That's after their like, uh, a- angel date. Oh, right. Right. So, um, but they have like this really good conversation. They talk about Ozzy's death, which hits hard. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't really impress upon you, like, how wrapped up their lives are with Ozzy Davis's. They go see him basically every day. Yeah. And it's it's like a friendship that they all it's it's like a friendship that's missing part of the triangle because mm-hmm. both Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau have a line to Ozzy Davis yeah. but they don't have a line to each other yeah and so when he dies it's big for all of them yeah and you know they raise a glass and then he says good night and she goes back over but then they end up having another big date the next day yeah and they go out and they do snow angels they have a good time yeah and it's just it's really nice seeing these two people get to know each other because Jack Lemon, I wouldn't say he's the most complicated man mm-hmm. because, you know, when she's like talking about art and, you know, touching young people's minds and stuff, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I did that once. I touched a kid right in the back of the head when he <laughs> fell asleep in my class. And, but there's something so charming about him and so joyful. And he has like artistic sides because he plays the piano and he's like into chess and mm-hmm. stuff that you're like, I could see Anne Margaret falling in love with Jack Lemon. Mm-hmm. He's got just enough for this like wild and crazy woman to be like, you know what? I need this man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they have a charmed little romance and they do the sideways tango. Yeah. Um, but there's, it gets to a point where he starts feeling bad for Walter Matthau. Well, what happens is Walter Matthau finds out about this 
And he, once he finds out and it's confirmed because he sees her coming home from Jack Lemon's house. Yeah. At the you know beginning of the day. Yeah. And it's at this point in time in the movie where I'm like, okay, they're starting a relationship. They live right across the street from each other. Convenient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially because he's old, you yeah. know, that's nice for his hips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, if it breaks bad, that sucks. Yeah. But also... If it breaks really good, you guys don't need one of those houses. It's not great. <laughs> your, t- um, your IRS problems are all gone. <laughs> exactly. And so um, what happens is he, uh, Walter Matthau, finds out, he gets really pissed off, and then drags Jack Lemon's uh, ice hut oh, into yeah. the middle of the river. And this is after Jack Lemon, who feels a little bit bad about, like, uh, usurping another woman from mm-hmm. uh, Walter Matthau fixes the Green Hornet, which is Walter Matthau's fishing yep. pole. But the whole thing brings up their past traumas, and Jack mm-hmm. Lemon just can't go through this again. He can't go through, relive that pain. So he basically breaks up with Anne Margaret and uses excuses that are fair but he doesn't really believe in he's like i'm too old for you but yeah. it's like that's that's kind of true but come on and she like she she unleashes very fairly back at him where she's like you know i you know at at least i'm not too afraid to like try and yeah. to live yeah. and um he's doing this because he it seems like he really cares about the friendship that used to be mm-hmm. because him and Jack Lem or him and Walter Matthau have this big fight out on the ice and you can see the hurt that Walter Matthau has and he's still carrying it around mm-hmm. and Jack Lemon's like okay I'll finally level the playing field yeah by giving up this lady that I really love yeah and I'm there I'm Jack Lemon like I I make choices like this yeah <laughs> In my life. Yeah. I shouldn't, but sometimes I do. We, we balance each other out because you're like, I'll inconvenience myself for the sake of others. And mm-hmm. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, no, fuck you. <laughs> but that's <laughs> like, okay. We learn from each other too. Because there'd be times where I'm like, no, no, don't don't give up your pie. Enjoy your pie. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the things. And, and I'll there, be like, hey, Ryan, look at that person. He doesn't have any pie. Share oh some pie. God, fine. Here's some pie. <laughs> I don't care if you're seven. We, mo- we make each other better. It's yeah. good. But they don't have that. Yeah. Because they don't have each other's friendship. Yeah. So we see like Walter Matthau getting some with Van Margaret like going out. Well, they don't, don't necessarily get some. I don't even some, think they get some necessarily. But they start he's dating. having an adventure with her because yeah. they go on her like snowmobile yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> I think actually Walter Matthau's actually on that thing at one point in yeah. time. That's great. <laughs> I'm like terrified for him. Yeah. Uh, and so you know we have more subplot stuff where Kevin Pollock and Daryl Hannah flirt more and maybe right. something's happening but Christopher McDonald shows up. Oh, wait, hold on a second. There's this moment where Kevin Pollock is like, they're talking about the fact that they used to live across the, the, the yeah, way from each other. And like, she's like, I used to, you know, do you wonder why I left the, the, <laughs> the blinds, blinds open just so window. much when I changed? I had such an embarrassing moment. Lauren Randolph, if you're listening to this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> this is totally no. unprompted. So she lived right across the street from me. And she was like a really good friend, but also... You know who you are. You were smoking hot. Um, and I I did not use binoculars to look across the street He's at my neighbor. Tom. 
But she came, <laughs> but like, she came over to my house at one point in time because we're friends, and also we were in choir together, and we were all hanging out. And she found some like binoculars on my desk because we had been using them for something. It was like winter, and we went on a hike, and she saw them, and right across the street, she saw her window, and she's like, "So, what are these doing here?" And I was like, "Nothing. They weren't. I wasn't. Oh no." <laughs> But like, I, it felt like I doth protest too much. So just to let you know, I wasn't. I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you were worth it, but I didn't. I promise. Wow. Cheers um, to you, Lauren. Cheers to you. <laughs> I wish someone spied on just me be, in high just school. Just because it's New Year's. <laughs> just because it's New Year's and you always say how you feel on New Year's. Um, hey, <sighs> speaking of which, do you want another? Yeah, top me off with some bubbly. Okay. Sorry, it's not a real flute. You know what? I prefer, especially especially when we're recording pod, the least likely to spill glasses are actually better. Yeah. I like doing pod with you. I like doing pod with you, too. Did you t- some is pod it, juice. Is the bottle gone? Just kill the bottle. Okay. Yeah. Just kill it. And a little bit more here. Oh, your glass is way bigger than mine. They're the same size glasses. Oh, man. You're bogarting my champagne. I am a little bit. Do you equal that out? Yeah, equal that out. We're equals here. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Walter White. It's nice and even. Because it's white <laughs> wine? Because he's a chemist. And oh. he's got, a, like, the beakers have to be... I thought of, like, Walter Matthau. Uh. <laughs> um, so he gives up. Yep. Jack Lemon gives up. But well, he starts selling off his his house to start paying off the debt like because the irs guy catches up to him everything everything is not coming up jack lemon yeah walter matthau figures out what's going on even walter matthau's like you're a dick irs agent yeah and it's it's really rough for a couple of seconds for for jack lemon and then what what is the turning point well they go to the bar and they have a conversation in the bar I can't remember specifically what they said, but they're like, man, we've been dicks with each other for a long time. Well, it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Which one is it? Christmas? I think. No, I think it's, I think it's, it's one of those holidays. It, it's a food holiday. Yeah. It's one of the two and it's in winter. And Daryl Hannah's husband comes back and Jack Clemens like, fuck, I thought you guys were getting a divorce. I hate that guy. I, I like when, when characters lose all composure of politeness yeah. and decide, no, I'm just going to tell you what I think. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. And it's true. Like I, it seems like he is maybe an alcoholic. Right. And like maybe a mean one. Right. Is the, Im- the implication. Right. Because at one point in time, he's like, uh, I think I'll take that drink. And Jack Lemon's like, you do that. Yeah. Take all the drinks. Take all my beer. <laughs> and uh, so he goes down to the bar because he doesn't want to be. And I think their bar is called McGint. No, it's not McGinty's. No. Because that's in Fraser. Yeah. But it's a slippery. It's something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And um, Walter Matthau goes down there because Kevin Pollock prompts him. He's like, you go make this right for Christmas or mm-hmm. Thanksgiving or Easter or one of the holidays. Because on Easter, you say what you feel. On Easter, you collect all the eggs you can. <laughs> I mean, RIP to Gary Marshall, but man, that's something he totally would have done. He would have done Easter Day rom-com. Where it's oh, my like, God. <laughs> start the day off. Everyone's going to church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's Bradley Cooper hanging out with his best friend. 
Oh, Martin Short. <laughs> oh, look, there's Shannon Sossman, and she's celebrating the pagan version of it. Isn't she quirky? Whoa. <laughs> oh, there's 14 other stories, but each one of them connects to Kira Knightley. <laughs> she's going to smile through the scene like that. <laughs> um, so he goes, I, they, they kind of like almost, they almost do it. They almost they, patch things up. They almost patch things up, and Jack Lemon leaves in a, in anger. And boy, is this scene terrifying. Yeah, because he's like, "Fuck, I'm having a heart attack." Robin, just it, it's that beautiful moment in cinema where uh, there's a word for this where you use music that is like antithetical in its emotion mm-hmm. to what's going on in the scene. And it's like this Christmas music. It should be holly. It should be jolly. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing is terrifying, which is Jack Lemmon having a heart attack. Yeah. And when Walter Matthau leaves the bar, because he's like, no, I'm going to fix this. And to see Walter Matthau do that after holding a grudge for so long is very powerful. Yeah. And he finds his his friend who he, you know should be his friend. And he's so close to being the friend. Of, he's like knocking on the door. He's like, we need help. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Save your friend. Save your friend. And then it cuts to the hospital and Anne Margaret is there and Walter Matthau's brought her. Mm-hmm. And it's, and she, like, you don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah. You, but you know he's going to make it, but you don't know. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. And so can we talk about the ending? Is there anything left? I mean, yeah, yeah talk about the ending. Yeah. Okay. So we get to the ending and we see Kevin Pollock and Daryl Hannah at a church. They're dressed in black. And it's after this like medical emergency with Jack Lemon. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> and we're like, oh, maybe they're at a funeral. Oh, maybe they're at maybe they're at his grandpa's funeral, like the the dirty right, old bird. Right, right. And then he comes out and he's like, hurry up, you two. And it's like, well, if Whoa. he's not dead. <laughs> and if and if every and if he's saying it like that, <laughs> it's a wedding. Died. But then it was a wedding. Yeah. Um, and we're like, oh, who's wedding? And it's Jack Lemon and Anne Margaret. And Yay. Walter Matthau's the best man. It's so good. And it's then adorable. He leaves a fish in the <laughs> in the and, and also Kevin Pollock and Daryl Hannah are together. Yeah. Everything's yeah. good. And they figured out the IRS thing. It got Got oh, bunned up real oh quick. yeah, it got wound up because like Walter. Oh, Kevin Pollock was like, "I'm the mayor now. Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> I like that. He's like, "I'm pulling strings already." Yeah, but um, I like the scene where the IRS person like comes in and describes how much money and Walter Matthau's like thirteen thousand. We can figure that out. Yeah. I can raise that. Yeah, and then he's like, "Well, but he actually owes fifty six thousand. He's like, "Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that." <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know it's kind of an all's well that ends well ending. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. And it perfectly sets up uh, the summer version, grumpier old men, mm-hmm. which maybe we'll do later. So the I remember growing up the you remember the TV Guide channel? Yes. Uh, so I had to watch the TV Guide channel a lot for things because I was an inquisitive person and I had a lot of different shows that I kept up on. I mean, not kept up on, but I was like, I'm curious. What is on the History Channel sure. right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> tell me tell me more. And so they were showing this trailer over and over well, because, and over because again. Because in the corner, in the yeah. top corner, you would have something playing while all the channels scrolled by. Yeah. yeah. And um, this is one of the, the weird childhood memories that I'll have for the rest of my life. And that trailer showed all the time. And so in the trailer for Grumpy Your Old Men, they used the BG song, Staying Alive. Because <laughs> they're old Very guys. good. Yeah. Staying Alive. They're not getting older. They're getting luckier. And I was like, 
I like this song, Staying Alive. And I was at my grandparents' house, and all my aunts and uncles were over. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. And then I started singing in the shower. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha staying alive, alive. staying alive. And I was like, hmm, that was a good shower. I came out, and my aunts are like, hey, Ryan, I heard you like the Bee Gees. We heard you singing. Don't you love the Bee Gees? And I was just like, oh, my God, my whole family heard me singing in the shower. It was like the first earliest embarrassing moments of my Wait, life. Wait, how old were you? Uh, let's see, that was 95 uh, or 4, so I was like 7. Okay. When that probably happened. I was probably yeah, 7 when that happened. I guess, it was yeah, for a 7-year-old, I'm allowed be to be embarrassed. No, no, totally. I just... I think a, I think a 71-year-old who got caught singing in the shower could be embarrassed, too. Nah. No, that's <laughs> the whole point of this movie, actually. Is to not be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, 95 was the sequel. Yeah, so, so 94 or so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah totally. I'm still a little, still a little ruffled by do, that. Do moment. they reference it at all? That song? No, Grum- your aunts. <laughs> no, they, they probably. Mm, I should bring it up. I'm like, you remember I, in 1995 when you embarrassed me? I bet they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did not remember that night. But oh. no, I get those moments. Um, I, I don't know if you had this with your grandparents, but both my grandparents had recorded VHSs, uh, like you know, in mm-hmm. their, in their retinue oh yeah and um one one set of grandparents had the recorded vhs of this movie and one set had the recorded vhs of grumpier old men oh. and so as i went back and forth between those two i'd make sure to like watch one and the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the recorded vhs is at my grandparents temple of doom mm. 1989 batman oh yeah uh willow was on one of them mm. uh, return of the jedi was on another oh man it was we were we were so set. Call me, call me an old man, but the summer blockbusters of the eighties, oh yeah, have yet to be outdone, right? Yeah, agreed. Like of everything, I love Marvel movies. No, I don't. But I love <laughs> Shang Chi, and it's just like some of the the biggest blockbusters. I still can't think have done something that's of that caliber. I I just think like every movie was a blockbuster. Yeah, you know, and and they they weren't. Oh, Gremlins was on with another tape. I think, and it was also the the decade that like was just learning what sequels were, and it was like, all right, we're gonna make a movie, make sure it's good, maybe we'll make a sequel out of it. Mm -hmm. But it's not like this is the twelfth movie in a a a line of films. There's not this mandate. There's not this like expectation. Right. It's like, ooh, you know, actually, in the next movie, Grumpy Old Men, there's a lot of mandates. Ooh. I did hear that the sequel has a like subplot furthering Kevin Pollock and Daryl Hannah. Oh and yeah, I'm like I don't need that. <laughs> it's okay. It's actually really good. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I cannot yeah. tell you if the movie is good. But... Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um. So that's the movie. What do you give it out of five? I give it a four out of five. Me too. I think it's funny. Yeah. I really. There was a lot of chuckling. Oh I yeah. Did. I. I wish I could have watched this one with you because I feel like there's a lot of Mathal moments. I'm like, ooh, that would get a guffaw from Kelly. Yeah, he he appreciates a good old Mathal moment. Yeah, yeah. It's I, this whole movie just was like charmer after charmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it, you know, we call it not quite a rom com, but it was close. 
Because and the whole thing is about like, will these two people get yeah. together? And it's a bit of a bromantic comedy it too. It is, yeah. We like this could have gone in our regular feed. I'm glad it went here in our not quite a rom com feed, but it could have also gone on our um, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day bromantic comedy feed. Yeah, it kind of covers all manner it covers of all the bases. Okay, well we're gonna take a break and then come back with trope talk. Trope talk. And we're back with trope talk. It's like misanthrope talk. Oh, oh, very good. Because we're talking about misanthropes. Yeah, those crotchety people that are on the outside layers of our film. And they're kind of grumpy. Maybe they're old. Maybe they're men. But they just don't get along with mm-hmm. anybody, really. So, or I, not, they don't go with the flow. Yeah, so I think one of the best ever is Jack Nicholson, as good as it gets. Yep. Um, he is famously crotchety crotchety he's homophobic he's just angry pretty racist yeah (laughs) but there's something there's something that can be saved about him yeah um i watched uh, i rewatched die hard the other day Mm -hmm. i feel like they they kind of tried to make him a bit of a racist in that movie and wait our our lead character yeah because he like makes a quip at mr the boss um Mr. Something. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, because he he he, he owns... makes a quip about Japan or something, mm-hmm. and then like Takagi and Takagi like quips back, and I'm like, wait, was he saying was was John McClane saying something racist to him? It like goes by so quick. I'm like, oh, because you know, Die Hard was originally going to be a Frank Sinatra movie. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. It was. It wait, was. Wait, h- how long before it was written and it was made? I think the book was written in the 70s. Oh, okay. And then it took a while to like figure out the movie. Sure. And so it was one of those characters where it was like, like a lot of those 70s antiheroes where yeah. like they're kind of homophobic and racist, <laughs> but a little bit of a conservative and they're just going to say how they feel. And <laughs> for boomers, they're like, Ah, you got to deal with the truth sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, Grandpa, don't say that. Um, I, You know, I don't know. I, I haven't watched that in a while, so I can't comment on whether John McClane is racist. But but there's there was, there was something where it felt like something was like, ooh, they probably cut that way back. Sure, sure. And, you know, like Walter Matthau... Um, is is kind of one of those those old guys that if you have him over for Thanksgiving you're like what is he going to say here and but like it's not just it's not just these old men uh, because like you have somebody like Katarina from yep, 10 um, Things, 10 I hate things about, I hate about You where she's going to just say whatever the fuck she wants yeah. right and she she doesn't care how you feel and a lot of it is going to be a good point, but some of it is going to be like, why are you doing this now? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the whole misanthrope thing where they just don't care. Yeah. Interestingly, I wouldn't call Billy Eichner and bros a misanthrope, but there's a misanthropic ah, yeah, lineage he, to what he's doing. Because he's very rough around the edges. Yeah, and he's kind of hard to love. Yeah. And it's he's got one of those arcs where it's like he is okay with being single. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, are you intentionally making yourself single by the way you behave with others? Sure, like like the um, like the old man uh, in Up. He's yeah. he's kind of like this guy who's 
purposefully the way he is so he doesn't have to get hurt again. Yeah, because in Bros, he's he gets really combative with his boyfriend's parents. Right. And it's like, are you are you doing that push away thing now? Like, mm-hmm. are you kind of like finding that distancing? Because some people just can't be committed. And so they kind of lash out. Right, right. Is it is it that you're af- af- afraid to to love and be loved, mm-hmm. and so you're pushing any buttons you can, or is it just too hard for you not to talk about you and the things you care about yeah. that you're going to push no matter what? And the there's not much of that depth when it comes to the misanthropics thropicness of yep, yep, <laughs> yep, you made it of our grumpy old men. It's just an old fight and you can guess the cause. Like when they say it's over a woman, it's like, of course it's over a woman. Of course. I mean, that's the way Jack uh, Lemon frames it. Yeah. Like, because it's like, um, what do you think was the reason behind this? And Margaret finds, and it's interesting because she finds a photo of the two of them on his mantle mm-hmm. and she's like, wait, hold on. That's you guys. Yeah. What? Yeah. And he, he, he kind of just frames it as, yeah, you know, we used to be friends and I can't believe that we used to be friends, but also we got in a fight over a woman. Of course it mm-hmm. was a woman. Um, but at the same time, if, they, if they've been at each other's throats since presumably they were in their 20s, why does he have a photo of him on his mantle? <laughs> uh, it's because he still carries a he flame. Still, and that's the thing still, about the misanthrope. Yeah. We want... One of the like biggest you catastrophes you can have for that kind of character is for them to almost not become friends with somebody and then achieve it. Yeah. 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 Well, and you have to have the yin-yang aspect of a character. There always has to be some good in them. Right. Yeah. Yep. And we have to... Even our villains. Unless it's Emperor Palpatine. I'm going to be Star Wars for a second. I'm going to Star Wars. I mean, it's There's pretty nothing black and redeemable white, yeah. about Emperor Palpatine. You. I bet there's a comic. Character. I bet there's a comic somewhere where it's like, you know, actually, he loved this one person when he was young. There is a book about his fall to the dark side, and yep. it's supposed okay. to be really sad. Go. And you're supposed to be like, oh man, he was Thank just a you. tortured soul. I knew it was out there. So we can't help. Not even Palpatine. Humanity is good. <laughs> we want to see the good in people. Even uh, even Satan, you know, is, could play a mean flute. Or no, he could violin. play a mean. He could play a mean violin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could do a mean fiddle. Um, and what is it? Is it Paradise Lost where he's he's like the main character, or he's not one of the main characters, but he's a really he, great he's, character. He's a part of the the cast. Yes, yeah. he, he's he's allowed to. He's allowed a few lines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he like it's like the character that we almost relate to, right? Yeah, he's like, he's more relatable than Adam because mm-hmm. Adam's just kind of a putz. <laughs> so there you go uh that's that's the misanthrope wait hold on let's let's what does the misanthrope give us though i mean it's a really good challenge to the audience because Mm -hmm. like try and love this person like that's why as good as it gets is such a miracle is that we hear the things that he says Mm -hmm. and yet we still sympathize for him and you know if you want to flip that around and use it as a mirror Maybe the misanthrope is the one character that will speak to the people that need to change most. Mm, mm -hmm. Like those people who are having the hardest time connecting to others because of whatever reason. Making a misanthropic character and having someone fall in love with them in a movie Mm -hmm. can be like, hey, look, you too, if you see any of yourself in this character, you too can find love. Go 
Go yeah. try to change. Yeah. And the misanthrope should not be confused with the conceited man. Uh, or not the conceited man necessarily, but the, like I'm thinking Tom Hanks, Joe Fox. He's not a misanthrope, but he's a Is little- Is he conceited? There's something where he needs some redemption. He He needs some humble pie to be given to him. Oh, okay. So he's conceited. It's not conceited, but it's there's but there's something to him. The proud man. Yeah, yeah. He he needs some redeeming, and the redemption of Joe Fox is very different from the redemption of Jack Nicholson or or Katarina because like yeah, like she. I don't necessarily think she needs redemption, but what she needs is to connect and i don't think joe fox has a hard time connecting yeah right and we just want these grumpy old men to patch things up right just you know just patch things up because it it shows us a way yeah and that's what our these movies do best is they show us a way and i really wonder how long their feud was i guess decades long feud it's i would say if it was before jack lemon got married it was sometime in like the early 20s of their lives and they're definitely in their 60s at this point so it's been 40 years but the fact that they're so intertwined with everything else going on in each other's life because they're they are the same person in what they do in their daily lives they live right next door they go fishing they do everything together yeah, kind of. They do everything next to each other. Yeah, and so they're inevitably in each other's lives. It's like, are you laughing at me? No, I'm laughing next to you. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, they kind of love each other. This they this whole time, they've kind of loved each other. Which is why it, when, when the dam broke and Walter Matthau finally let go of his anger, yeah. he was, he, he could so easily be there for him. Yeah, right? yeah, right? easily. It, as, as, if that dam breaks, then it's like, okay, we are now best friends. <laughs> oh, that's how him. it is sometimes. I love them. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want that to happen to us. But well, if it okay. must, we'll then have... It, then we'll have it when we're 60s. Yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll do we'll it We'll get then. back together. Yeah. Uh, I would take you to Patreon, but there isn't one right now. So oh, okay. we're not going there. We're not going to Patreon. <laughs> how about you take me somewhere else? Oh, let me show you my collection of golden swords. She... A blessing from the Lord. God be praised. The Golden Sword. Very cool. So I'm going to take one of these golden swords and I'm going to give it out. I'm going to give it to Walter Matthau for his prank on Jack Lemmon. Which... The TV prank? The TV prank. What a little bitch. <laughs> so, what... What? Uh, Only a TV repairman would have known how to do this. Exactly, which is why it works so well. That basically, Walter Matthau takes like some kind of universal remote that mm-hmm. he, he got for Jack Lemmon's TV. And when Jack Lemmon is watching The, the Lotto, which, yeah. is, which is so Waking Ned Divine of him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he switches it every time Jack Lemmon's going to look. And it's like... It's fine, Jack Lemmon. You could just go down to the store and ask mm-hmm. afterwards, but he keeps switching it as soon as a new ball comes out. And it is, it, I've been there so often when like the the gods of technology are thwarting you, and it's so frustrating. And so it was just such a good bad prank. This happened to my in laws last night. They went to go see Wakanda Forever. Uh-huh. They were the only ones in the theater. 
Uh, and they were waiting and they were waiting and the movie never came on. What? To the point where the manager had to say, sorry, we have technical difficulties. This won't happen tonight. So they went to another movie theater. They went to that movie theater. The movie came on. Lights never went down. What? So they had to go complain. So for someone to turn the lights down, it's like, oh, the technology does not want you to watch this movie. Oh my gosh. (sighs) I hate that. But, uh, yes, Walter Matthau with a remote. Uh, that is the golden sword in the library <laughs> in in his tv room with a tv dinner <laughs> yeah uh, what about you what's your golden sword mm, there's so much unique qualities here i yep. i can't get it confused with my oscar because there's some good oscars to give some out good too. oscars to give out um how about just that that tv with the the goldfish inside oh it's, it's really cool, cool it's a cool prop yeah yeah i want that I want that too. Yeah. It's a very Willy Wonka thing to have. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Anne Margaret. <laughs> Thank you for blessing us. Well, Ryan, um, would you bless this movie before we go on our break with a rom com? <laughs> Going out on a high. Yes. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do that? I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'll give it an Oscar. Okay, cool. I think this is such a boring one, but I, I stand by it. Production design. Cool. Well, okay, so it kind of goes along with your golden sword. You know, the ice huts, their houses, mm-hmm. their houses like so show who they are. Yep. All of their houses and Margaret's house mm-hmm. shows mm-hmm. who she is. Their cars, yep. the fish shop. Everyone's yeah. place. It's funny because like the um like John, Jack Lemon's car is kind of a I, I'm not subtle, but it's it's a little bit smaller, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Walter Matthau's car is like this big Range Rover, yeah, and he's gonna step all over everybody, yeah, yeah, and it really does reflect their personalities, yeah, yeah. The snowmobile, you know, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it's alternative. Yeah, yeah. Come on, good good Oscar. Yeah. Let's see. What am I gonna give this movie? Hmm. I think I'm going to give this movie best location. Yeah. Because Wabasha as a place isn't necessarily where I want to live, but it is such a place. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't get a lot of it. We get like the, um, the lake, we get the tackle shop, we get the pharmacy, we get the houses and like some roads. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Maybe some countryside, but you know this small town. Yeah. You don't have to look much further than middle America and say, yeah, this place exists a hundred thousand different places. That's where grandpa lives. That's where grandpa lives. Mm-hmm. And I think they just did such a good job. And this is part of the production designing process too. So it kind of coincides with your Oscar. Yeah. But they they created a place out of a movie and mm-hmm. I felt it. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I felt Ryan... Dare I say, I felt the love for Wabasha. Speaking of feelings, speaking of love, speaking of Wabasha, who did you fall in love with? Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? The truth of it is, I loved you from the first second I met you. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close, not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I know. Run! 
Oh, it's got to be Anne Margaret. She's a not just because she's a babe. She's a firecracker. She is just everything an old man could want. <laughs> well, I'm watching. I'm like, I know they're supposed to be. She's only supposed to be attracted to the old man. But uh, what I. About me? Uh, what about me? I think because uh, you you read stories. I'm like, oh man, like a 30 year old is out with a 60 year old. I don't know if I would. Hello, Anne Margaret. <laughs> you got young, interesting people in this movie, like Kevin Pollock and you know Daryl Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, I know. I see I know, you. I, but there's Anne Margaret out there. Definitely so, going with Anne Margaret. Ditto. Yeah. I don't know if there's much more to be said no. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think our wives are a little concerned, but that's fine. Hey, we've got we've got a couple of we've got a couple of brunettes at home, and we got Anne Margaret <laughs> in our minds. <laughs> We can cut that we need the to, We need to cut down on the champagne. Oh, you're even further than I am. Oh, no, my brute's gone. Are you part of the brute squad? Mm-hmm. You are the brute squad. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should probably cut down on the champagne, too. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank we will you. be back soon. Yes, we um, will. We can't say when we'll be back, because making a movie is not like doing your tax return. It, right. It, there's some time invested in it right and it kind of depends on like how soon certain things happen and how quickly we can get to some point and there might be like an interim where we're like you know what we have time to do podcasts we'll be back for a bit and then we'll yeah and so we might do like a couple of seasonal things but we'll definitely have a couple of podcasts coming out in the next four months um you know just like we're gonna do bromance Uh we're gonna do the rom-com oscars we would not leave you without them Mm -hmm. and so you'll you'll get a taste and we might oh, even yeah. have some guest episodes. Oh. We've been talking to a couple of lovely ladies <laughs> <laughs> about guest episodes, um, which is a word I just came up with. I like it. And uh, yeah, so so don't worry. There will be stuff in the feed. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I love you all just as much as I love Ryan. No, I love Ryan a little bit more than you all, but I'm glad you're here too. I just like you. Uh, <laughs> but Kelly, you I... You just like them. Yeah. You don't dislike them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But I love you so much that I would go to the links of making a movie with you and a podcast with you. Very good. I love you so much that to show you I love you on your wedding day, I'd throw a fish in your car. Ah. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. So see you next week on the Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I'm a pandering panda, I'm gonna pander, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>